welcome to Arcade Cast. Best place to do your friends get your game goodness each and every m- Monday. My name's John Blight, and joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Excited to be b- back on the couch this week. Welcome back. You thanks to the couch. Uh, I'll say here, Karen Martin. Excited to be b- back on the couch this week. Welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. That's, that's a bit this would have been a good podcast. bit for Cold Lamb last week. But I mean, we can talk about yeah. it this week. But oh, well, we're going to talk about it at some point today. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. that's fine. Good time. Yeah. Um, this week on the show. Is he playing something or is waiting to play something? I think I had an aneurysm, to be completely honest. <laughs> 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 such a hard it was such a hard cut that i was i was waiting for something to happen i think it was so I, think, like, I think i was gonna do something and then i completely forgot and i was like i thought you'd set up a bit i thought like no i had a bit started, and then yeah, i yeah. forgot and then all life going from me <laughs> you panicked it was such panic uh, yeah, this week on the show, oh fucking video game stuff, I don't know, um, <laughs> um, but first I, do, I want to talk about Pokemon World, right? So, we, we, uh, so prior to recording, I'm talking a little bit about this, I'm saying I've got it on the background, I've had it, I've had it on in the background since yesterday, so we're recording this on Friday, World started Thursday, it runs until Sunday, so it'll be over by the time you listen to this, it's four days. Um, I've had it on whenever I've been, like, home, in the background. Now, I start talking about this. Kieran uh, leaves a Discord call when I say something about no, Pokemon because, Unite. No, because... No, 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 no. <laughs> you, were, you were like... So I'm watching oh, Pokemon it, Unite. Yeah. No, no, no. Disconnected. It was, it was... It started with, it's so good to be watching esports again. I was watching Pokemon Unite, and then I was like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. This is... Fucking... Why are you elitist about what counts as an esport? I'm not elitist. I just don't think Pokemon Unite... I think Pokemon Unite has some, like, integrity problems in terms of its items and... Uh, the pay-to-win aspect of those items around it. But you can just, like, hey, no items. If it's but is a- that a thing? But then that's the point. Then then you're separating the eSport from your actual game. Because the the, the items are a big part of their game. Do you, do you so, think everyone that's playing on this Pokemon World Championship stage has, doesn't have all the items unlocked? No, 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 but it's a barrier <laughs> to entry. You have yeah, to have still- all the items unlocked and maxed out. Before no, not really. Game. It depends. If, to get better at the game, I guess you do, but... To be at the level of a pro, which is like the top 0.01% of the the player base, yes, you would need to have all the items fully maxed that you would need for your role or your... Yeah, in League of Legends, you have to play enough to unlock all the runes and level them up. Yeah, but that that, there isn't like a pay-to-win aspect of that. No, but you can unlock all the stuff in Pokemon for free. You can just pay for... I assume, can you pay for all the runes? You 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 can't pay for runes. No, No, I thought you couldn't. No, you can't. Fair enough. (laughs) League of Legends is the same problem, though. <laughs> Fuck all these games. All MOBAs are... MOBAs are bad. No MOBAs, are, no MOBAs are eSports. That's what Kieran's saying here. No, yeah. no, no. Dota uh, 2 is an eSport. League of Legends pretends to be an eSport and does very well at it. I was about to say, definitely, not, not, definitely not the largest. Actually, no, 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 no. no That's League pull that headline. League of Legends is too good Former of an eSports, eSports so host we have to beat up on Pokemon <laughs> Unite. We have to pummel Pokemon Unite. Now, nah, get over it. Get it. Fucking talk about it, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, get into it. Uh, what's your question, it? though, Ash? Because b- is... before I were recording, I'm like, oh, I'll wait, touch wait, on Pokemon World wait, Champions before, quickly. Before, but... I'll set you up. I'll set you up. 
and bring you back for one special episode only. It's Early Late Nights with Dylan Blight! Hey, what's up everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Early Late Nights with Dylan Blight. Tonight I'm going to be talking about what's been happening in the Pokemon World Championships over in London. <laughs> I'm Kieran! Look at me! I remember hosting this show before I quit! Now I host it! <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? Is that good? You had that in your back pocket for a while. (laughs) I feel like like this is one of those shows or those episodes. I'm here for it. Uh, What's your question, Ash? So, Pokemon Go is part of the Pokemon World Championships, right? Yeah. For the first time. Kieran leaves the Discord again. (laughs) (laughs) How does that work? How are are they... competing in Pokemon Go. Okay, so they, Pokemon- fighting with their Pokemon or is, is there like a hundred people in a room and they're like, whoever comes back with the most Pokemon wins. So Pokemon Please Go- say number two. No, it's not number two. Fuck. Pokemon Go championships, um, both here and then any other like actual like sanctioned tournaments. Because they actually had um Brighter Worlds they had two Australian qualifiers. I think one was in like Adelaide weirdly or somewhere and then the one was in Melbourne. Fuck off Karen. And then um the <laughs> Um, so how it works is you have to, because usually when you go into Pokemon battles in Pokemon Go, you can only, you bring three Pokemon on your team, um, and you you do the battling. So when you do it in the, the tournament factors, you can make a team of six. You have to write down Mm. that team and pre-select those Pokemon and they're the Pokemon you're allowed to use. Um, your opponent has access to the six that you, uh, have selected they don't know which of those six, uh, the three you're going to pick to bring into the battle. Mm. But you do best out of three, and that means the second or third battle, you can actually change out which uh, Pokemon you're using and what team you're doing. But yeah. That's how and then like works. the night before, you, you go up to your opponent and you get them super fucking drunk and you're like, man, I'll trade you your Lugia for, <laughs> for a Squirtle. Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, man. And then, I was about, yeah. You, yeah I was going to say you accidentally drop something on their tapping thing a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll do it too. Um, but no. So put a cut in their finger. Yeah. The first year that Pokemon Go's been uh, at the World Championships, uh, it's also the first Pokemon World Championships for like three years because of COVID, um, which is good. Mm. Like having people comp- competing. Uh, they've got masks on and stuff, but they're competing in a building together, which is... Cool. Um, first Pokemon Go time, first time Pokemon Go is going to be part of it. So you'll have your inaugural Pokemon Go world champion, which is kind of cool if you're that person because you are the, the first. Uh, and then Pokemon Unite the first time because that game's only a year old as we <laughs> worked out quite recently. Um, Pokemon Unite being only a year old, that's the first time that's in. So they'll have an inaugural uh, team winner of course that's a, a team game so that's cool uh, but then of course you've got the tcg game happening at the same time the video game stuff and then um Pokken dx tournament as well is the the final thing so um no i've, I've been enjoying it. i have it on the background uh, i've had it on my tv they've got a squad thing when you're watching it in your browser so you can like sort of ha- have all four streams because they're happening on different channels so like there's a pokemon unite twitch channel there's a pokemon tcg channel there's a pokemon like they're all um, and all of it's happening at like the same time, so you can sort of switch between them, whichever one you want to watch. So, so all four combined is a watchable esports. Um, I mean, I don't think trading card game counts as an esports. So you know, it could be. I have, I have a Pokemon question, and this is mm. nothing to do with the World Championship, mm. but it created great discourse in a Discord call I was in last night. And like both of your opinions. 
Is Charizard a dragon? Should be. I don't think it is, no. No, he's not a dragon type, so he's no. not a dragon. So he's not a dragon, no. No, he's a fucking fire lizard. Yeah, I was about to say he's a lizard, yeah. He's he's a fucking fire lizard. So all you people out there who are like, nah, Charizard's a dragon, you're fucking wrong. Was that the co- was that the conversation that Charizard? Yeah, made? it was, and people were very adamant that Charizard was a dragon because he looks like a dragon. I mean, I hate to say it at the time, but it's literally a Google search away. Like, what is the? It type is, of but people still disagreed with that Google search. I mean, you can't disagree. Like, that Pokemon have typings in a, a thing they, called they Pokedexes do. They 100% that exist do. in every game. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's why Dragon Knight is a dragon because yes, it's in the name Dragon Knight. Yeah. Well, you just wait till the new one where there's the. Whatever thing they added, there'll be a dragon version of Charizard. Maybe you know where you can get new types. Yeah, yeah, mm, possibly. Um, all right, let's get into some non-Pokemon stuff this week. Uh, reviews that come out this week. So, firstly, I've wrote a review for We Are OFK. So, this is a game that has shown up at many PlayStation State of Plays. Showed up at a couple uh, Switch. Switcheroonies, whatever they're called, Switch Directs. Lots of indie showcases, Switch places, everybody's super anticipated for it. Yep, I was super excited. Um, I gave it a 5 out of 10. (laughs) Uh, So this is an interesting one. I feel like, sorry, last time I checked, I was like the second lowest score on Open Critic. I don't know if that's changed since yesterday when I checked, but um, but I don't feel like there's... A lot of people were around sixes just above me. Like, there's a fair yep. few sixes. So, I don't feel like... It's not know, like you're way off. No. And five on our scale is okay. It's and like I feel a seven like, on most other people. Yeah, I was about to say. And then <laughs> a lot of other people... Yeah, so... I, on the average gamer's critique scale. Yeah. On the average gamer scales, it's like a... Yeah, a seven. So, but five, five is okay on our scale. So, which is what I think the game is. So, in case you don't know what the game is, um, it's a interesting sort of idea... It is a uh, like a virtual band, and there's a real there's real music created by this band that's going to be released under the band's name. So OFK, if you search them up on Spotify or whatever, you'll be able to find the music. Um, they did a virtual performance at the Game Awards like last year or whatever. Like, so think Gorillas, but or whatever. Yeah, think Gorillas. So, um, the game is you're playing through the origin story of this virtual band. Um, how the band was formed and all these sorts of things. So on paper, it always sounded really cool and interesting. In execution, I had a, a lot of issues. Primarily to do with the way the story's told. Um, a combination of both how... Th- <laughs> how the story is told and like just sort of the, I guess the writing as well as the, the other factor that sort of annoyed me so you what, have what is your problem with it in it bruv yeah no not quite that but so my number one problem yeah. with the game and the thing I spend the most time complaining about in my review because uh, it really it, it I would be like enjoying the game and then a second this would happen and it would make me want to like just I zoned out like I completely sort of switched off it was so distracting to me which is that a lot of the game's story happens through text messages so this is someone in the game flicking open their phone uh, a phone screen appears like uh, like sidebars and 
you're clicking X, 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 just reading these text messages. And that is a lot of the game, which I think on its own, I would have had a problem with. Slowly because I think it's too much. Like there's too much characters texting in the game to the point it like that's just one but, issue. For but me. that's how people talk now. But you know, <sighs> you know? I don't care. Like, how much how... do we? How much do we? How much do you talk to Buddy? You know. Yeah. I... As opposed to text. I don't care if it's realistic or not. At a certain point, I have to go, <laughs> What what's good for gameplay? What's good for engaging? And at a certain point, like, people just texting backwards and forwards. Do you... It's not engaging. Like, that's the... Yeah. Do you control what your character sends? So, you can... Every now and then, you'll get a choice. Oh, that's uh, they, they don't okay. really matter, to be honest. Because that's the thing. That, that I... To, Clarify something else for it. Like, yes, you do have some slight character choices in this game. However, they don't really matter because they know that, like, these are very distinct uh, characters who have, like, distinct personalities and directions for their, their characters and, and so on and so forth. So you don't really shape or have control over anyone. It's, it just it does that whole, like, fake thing, which you know your brain is aware that you don't have much control. So, again, that sort of is another disconnect I have where I'm like, Nothing I do really matters, so what do I care, sort of thing. Um, but then the other thing I had was the way the characters speak in this game, the shorthand text structure, uh, the lingo. I I'm gonna be I'm gonna say it, and it makes me sound old as fuck. It was driving me up the fucking wall. It old was old man Dylan. Hey, old man Dylan. Old man Dylan. But, hating on the youth, and it's not in it's, their own ways. <laughs> it's not. It's not even. Oh, this is a. Uh, it's not even, oh, this is just annoying, but I can understand at least. There were several times where I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck these people have just said. Like, they would be using, like, lingo and stuff like that. I'm like, I literally feel like I'm reading another language. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, right now I'm so confused with what's happening. But then it was just all the other stuff that annoyed me too, like with all the shorthand text stuff, like, you know, you, the, you, like all that stuff that I did in high school. I'm like, who texts like that anymore? I don't. Like, we all have predictive autocorrect texts. Like, there's no need for anyone to text like that. You, like, who does that? I don't understand. It just, like, who does that? Tell me the last time wow. you've ever, like, really... I mean, I've never, but uh, that's because you're an old fucking man. I did in high yeah, school. Exactly. I yeah. definitely did in high school. So when I like I had... to put complete words. You know, yeah, I don't like butchering the English language. Yeah. Uh, you... yeah, it's fine. I guess you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it evoke. It, maybe it's not accurate now, but it evokes youth to older people. Then maybe. I guess but, yeah, so, continue. but like, so that yeah, those two things combining with. I, I find this is just too much phone text as is, combined with now I can't even understand and these characters like texting uh, is just like annoying. Like combine those two things and it was a major turn off point for me. Um, outside of that, I m enjoyed what was here for the most part. The standout thing is the music's actually really good. So I would like, even if you're not going to play the game, like check out the, the music or whatever, because the, the songs are actually good. I've had, since it was announced, like, last year, I've had follow and follow like, on my, like, random playlist for that whole time. Yeah, so it's there's, fun. I think there's, like, five songs total, one for each episode. Maybe there's a six, I can't remember if there's two in one, but um, all of the songs are really good. The best song's probably in Chapter 3. Oh, that's something. So the game's, like, uh, so the first two chapters are out. They came out, like, Friday, or today, I guess, as a recording. Um, and then they're, they're doing one a week from here on out. So for the next uh, three weeks, I think. Yeah, five episodes total. Um, I got to play all of them ahead of time for the review, which was cool. But um, I would say the first two 
episodes releasing them to get a smart because i would say it takes those two to really get an understanding of who these characters sort of are and like what the deal is which is probably why they they did it that way um and yeah by the time you get to the end there are some really cool adult story beats in here but i also feel like the game's persistent nature to fall into this making everything like hip and cool and we're young uh sort of just like really ruins any like tone of uh, having some of these adult discussions like there are characters like um so the main character is fuck i can't remember anyone's name hold on i've got him here somewhere in my review <laughs> uh where we got so itsumi is like i i took as like the main character i feel like she's the person you spend the most time with she's like uh this girl she plays uh piano keyboard or whatever she's fr- like they're all friends in one way or another but they all like very different everyone works in the video game industry um the game does a lot of shots at how shitty the video game industry is and how much these people sort of want out of it and how their bad experience is which i think is like coming from a like place of uh past experience from the developers of the game is how i definitely took all of that sort of thing because they're all working like not big jobs like she does social media for example some of their characters do like art and background stuff like they're not major jobs they're all like sort of the Mm. the jobs that you they easily get treated like shit um so she's really cool. Um, she develops this romance with um, Jay, like fairly early, um, which is this. Um, she's like she's a bit older than them. She's this uh, like pr- uh, producer, I guess. Yeah, that's the word. Like she makes the you know makes the songs sound cool and whatever else. So she's a, like an engineer and stuff like that. Um, so that's their sort of thing there. Um, the main lead singer is Luca. Um, he is, I saw so. um, I don't remember who I saw say this or who I'm stealing it from, so I can't give him the shout out, but I did see someone describe as, actually it might have been Charlie's review over at, um, Checkpoint. Checkpoint actually where I read this. So yeah, shout outs there, I think. Um, but the, uh, called Luca, like the most stereotypical, uh, white bisexual character. And I was like, yeah, that's, pr- that's probably about right. Like it is like. <laughs> I think that hits on the nail. Like, it is pretty much the very loud and proud by white two character. Not to say that character's bad, but it's just very sort of one note um, and constantly complaining about stuff that doesn't really matter at all. So, um, Luca's sort of fine, but I definitely would, like, say not my favourite character. Carter's the most underplayed character who definitely deserve more time so they they are a um i'm forgetting what the actual term is now but uh pronouns are they they them right so straight away you've got like sort of a um uh that and the, the fact that they then so they are programmer they make a cat and the cats also has the pronouns they them so there's a lot of like um um, stuff there, but the character's also very quiet and constantly shoved into the background, and everyone's sort of picking up everyone else's shit and dealing with everyone else's shit. And then they get one episode, I think it's episode four, which is sort of dedicated to Carter, and you get to explore a little bit of their background for a bit. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then it's like, okay, and now it's sort of over. I was like, wow, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I feel like Carter should have got a bit more time, but now let's go back to people fucking texting because. Carter doesn't really text, so I love that. <laughs> I was like, Carter's not on the phone all the time. <laughs> How good are they? <laughs> Let's go back to Lovercast and fucking text you all the time. The stupid words. Mostly it's Luca. Maybe that's why Luca's my least favorite character, because he's just fucking 
doing my head just in the door. Talk. Yeah, it's just fucking Thomas. God, drive me up the wall. Anyway, the voice cast is all fantastic. I can't blame it on any of the performances and all that. Like, voice cast is definitely. Is that the problem? Because the voice cast is good. And no, the voice choose yeah. to not, yeah, not talk. Know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, then, yeah, I don't know. And then I guess I would think, if you're one of those people who's like complains about similar games where it's like, this isn't a video game, I'm just playing a TV show or a movie, this is a game that is 100% designed to be like a Netflix series. To the point that when you even boot up the game, it comes up with a Netflix-like screen that Mm. says pick your profile and you can pick an icon like you do for your Netflix profile and everything like that. Um, And then when you start each and every episode, there is an intro screen, like an intro credit sequence that you can skip like you can on Netflix. So... I heard there's like a, it, there's a screen that tells you how long the episode's got to yep. go. So right at the start, that- it'll tell you when you hover over the episode, it'll tell you the length. They're all about an hour or slightly less than an hour. And then if you pause the game, it'll actually come up down the bottom like uh, you're pausing a TV show and say you've got, you're at 44 minutes, hour 60 or whatever. Yep. Yep. I'm going to put it out there. I reckon eventually this comes to Netflix. I mean... In much the way that... Uh, Telltale's Minecraft came to Netflix. It would suit. Minecraft. It would honestly suit. Mm. Um, The uh, the only stuff where you ever really do anything of the controller other than making decisions, the only part where you're you're doing anything like controlling the character at all or anything like that is during the mute music video scenes, you do get sort of control of the camera and the character at times. So I say quote unquote music videos because they're not actually... They're not music videos the characters are shooting. There's these, uh, they're like metaphorical music videos, you know, like the, the song's playing, like let's say a character's going for a sad moment, like it's all very... Um, so it's like an actual musical music video. Yes. So it is like a music music video, but it's not something that's actually happening IRL. It's just like a, but you're you're sort of directing it, if it make, if that makes any sort of sense. I don't really know if it does. Um, but like say there's a part where like a character is like say walking down the street and they're really sad. You're like controlling and walking down. You can walk left or right. There's another, the best one, the the one I was saying from episode three is um, there's a part where you have control of the camera and like you can move it left and right and the character's like face will follow you. So like when, when you get into the, the beat and everything and you're feeling the music, I definitely was like moving the camera at the pace I felt sort of matched the, the music video and stuff. And that's mm. all stuff really cool. Um, the the music video stuff's definitely the highlight of the game. I feel like that's yeah, and that that was a big part in the embargo. They're like, don't spoil the, you know, don't spoil the music music video stuff. So uh, try not to. But um, all that stuff's really cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I've seen people. Obviously, some people really love the game. That's fine. I wish it did. I was really excited for it. But yeah, it it obviously didn't click for me. But that's again, that's fine. Like a review at the end of the day is just an opinion, and my opinion is the. I t- hate text messages. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. So, um, yeah, definitely did make me feel fucking old though. This is how I. Yeah. I thought I was the target audience. How do you know how I feel? Yeah, I, I, I thought I was the target audience, but I was like, maybe I'm not. No, maybe no. I'm not. It's wrong. So. Um, but I was nearly going to give it a six and then I started writing a review. I'm like, I oh, fucking, no, it's fine. Like these text messages. Yeah. I was like, the more, the angrier I got, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm lower. <laughs> like, I need to be honest with myself sometimes just, um, and then, so, you know, if you want a high score here at the Explosion Network, no text messages. Yeah. No text messages. Okay. I mean, use full words. Use full words. I just could, the fact that there's a, there's a scene in the last episode where a character literally says someone answers a phone call and they're like, 
oh, who talks on the phone anymore? Or something like that. I was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I was like, please. Um, the other review that went up on the website this week was uh, Live Alive, which I still hate as a video game title because uh, you write it anyway and whatever platform you're on wants to autocorrect it to Live Alive. So they're like, that's not a real sentence of words. I'm like, no. Is it Live Alive or is it... Li- Live or live. Live or live or whatever. Fuck, I don't know how to say it. All I know is it's L-I-V-I-L-I-V-E-A-L-I-V-E. Live, live. Live, live. Live, live. Live, live. Live, Fuck up. Or live or live. Live or live. I don't know. Whatever. Dumb name. Uh, anyway, Will reviewed it. He said, overall, I found the uniqueness and eccentricity of... Whatever video game this is called, live, live. <laughs> uh, to be a great playthrough and suited to how I play games, especially on Nintendo Switch. His chapters were easy to pick up and play due to the separation in the story, but retained a core DNA, making it easy to engage with and play through. The gameplay is engaging, but streamlined to the point where some of them may find it easy, but the constant changes in chapters and new ideas make it so the game will still has layers of freshness throughout. Um, so yeah, reading through his review, he did point out that all of the chapters are uh, relatively short and having them broken up into this chapter structure instead of like these massive things that you have to play through actually made it something that suited the the switch sort of uh oh i'll pick up and play through this one chapter this evening it's an it's an hour and you know you sort of got a an, an end goal um gameplay wise it is a um uh, tactical rpg yeah like tactical rpg like uh final fantasy tactics or whatever yeah so sort of thing so um which i didn't realize so i was like oh so it looks cool maybe i missed that memo the thing of this game is that it was never released outside of japan it's one of these ones where mm. they uh it was on whatever the console was back in the day um and then super nintendo super nintendo yeah that sounds about right uh they released it on like the wii u store as a digital release was the only time the original one but this is one where they've got the uh they've updated the you know the pixel art and music and that sort of stuff it's not like a straight port so uh yeah gave it a eight out of ten check out the full review on the website week firstly let's go talking about esports we love esports this week um kotaku writes melbourne esports team order has entered voluntary administration a new report from australia and has detailed the popular team's seeming financial collapse which comes after it raised 5.3 million in private funding in 2021 the largest captain raising for an esport anz esports i think it's capital rising Cap- capital. that's good too i was about to say i don't know what that means capital rising, rising. Make sense. for an anz esports organization at the time former melbourne demons executive mark edwards was appointed as ceo cps capital managing director jason peterson and jamil group chairman harry Carellos led the charge on raising that capital there we go uh and Carellos was appointed to orders a board of directors the company's AS- asic records show it's currently under external administration so it's a good sign the news comes only weeks ahead of DreamHack Melbourne, an international esports tournament launching its first Australian event. Order was expected to have a significant presence at DreamHack Melbourne. ESL Australian Marketing and Sales Head Graham DeToit says it's currently unknown if Order's teams across Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, League of Legends, Valorant, Fortnite and FIFA will still be represented at the event. Um, from what I've seen, pretty much everyone that was part of Order um, found out about this like pretty much overnight before the news posted. Uh, a bunch of people... Even I can't remember. You know what's you know what sucks? I saw one person the, move down to like a Melbourne like a week ago. To, like like it was a day before payday and they're on a yeah. monthly cycle. Yeah. So 
That's and so they can keep working, mm. but they're working for nothing. for nothing at the moment. Yeah. So whoever comes in has to back pay all the wages and recuperate everything. I know the five million and whatever it was raised last year, they tried to go into like a clothing range and try to uh, establish themselves brand wise elsewhere about the the esports scene, but um, fucking sucks. I guess uh, they didn't make it big with the Pokemon Unite team, but um, wow, it 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 sucks because the orders are really has been a really big organization for Australian esports for years. Um, you know, myself coming from the Overwatch scene, they they've been in Overwatch in the OCE contenders for um, really since its its admittance, and, and yeah, it's. It's very sad, and it's it's very close to home. It's weirdly close to home. Like Order um, does a lot of work in Melbourne. Um, I was going to say they're based out of Melbourne, so that's yeah, why they're everyone, based out of Melbourne. That's why all these people kept like Sydney. I was reading stories about people moving to Melbourne recently to yeah. work for Order, and um, now being stuck there. So because obviously yeah. Melbourne's the esports hub of Australia. And, and so. I think this continues to lend itself to. Australia is going to need a lot of help to grow an esports scene and to to grow in this way because, you know, this is another organisation that's that's failed in the waters because there isn't much support in Australia. Australia has the poorest infrastructure for esports in the world in many ways. It's so hard for us to play in tournaments and to be playing events and for developers to come and bring their esports backing and support and infrastructure to our country because our internet fucking sucks and we're so far away from everything. We've pretty much got to have our own scene of everything, and, and that doesn't really foster and grow talent the same way as having multi-regional divisions and, and being able to, um, you know, so many great Australian talents have to leave Australia to go play in a Southeast Asian country or play in China or move all the way to Europe. Um, you know, so many so many developers and, and esports organisations now are electing to make... Southeast Asian teams because there is a, a depth of Southeast Asian talent and if Australian talent wants to be a part of that you need to either move or play at a disadvantage at a high latency um, in those tournaments like I think there is a lot of work I think the Australian government or the state governments need to be chipping in a lot more um, I think it comes back to Australia's infrastructure in general the MBN is uh, in many ways been outdated even since it was first ro- rolled out um makes me so sad when you you see an american uh, person online complain about their shitty internet and then they like tweet 300 megabits a second as their shitty internet and you're like man like i'm top of the range really unless you're paying an exorbitant amount of money it's like just below 100 and it's not reliable um i think yeah there's, there's just a lot of effort that needs to be put in that to, to grow esports in general for organizations to find it viable in this this situation and yeah i just makes me very sad um and and makes i think covid did a really i was gonna say I, I do wonder how much of this is just covid like covid well especially like you know covid has stopped to the last two potentially the last two um, Melbourne esports and ESLs and uh, yeah any other smaller events that were just run um, even just and these events themselves might not be massive successes but 
they would be, you know, the Victorian government's jump in support for esports and gaming in general after the first Melbourne um, esports um, open was was exorbitant. So if we had had a couple of those in a row, maybe more states would be on board. Maybe mm. there'd be more work and more litigation be put into this. Um, well, as Harold has a yeah, massive success, so... I mean. Yeah, it was. It was a huge success. I loved going. It was... Um, yeah, it was it was really fun, and order was ve- like order was a very big part of it. I think I believe they won the Australian contenders for Overwatch that year, and then ILEM. Um, uh, I- oh no, it was Sydney Drop Bears, but they were a part of it. Sorry, order was a part of it. <coughs> yeah, and IEM for yeah, not in Melbourne, but still, obviously they would have. Um, that's they still, do it in the Opera House normally, like it's yeah, normally that's still an event massive, they would have participated like, in. So yeah, and it, and it brings a lot of eyes in because you're not only like uh, Melbourne esports is probably a smaller thing because it is very more localized. IEM, you're bringing international talent to mm. the Sydney Opera House. There are thousands of thousands of viewers on Twitch and on live streaming services. There is, yeah, I just feel like the impact's so much bigger. So um, hopefully, you know, PAX is a start of it. PAX to a lesser extent with, with some minor esports events going on that generally run through it. Um, we begin to see more and more of these kind of events happen throughout the year and um, it starts building that momentum again for Australian esports because it very much needs a kickstart right now, um, and and hopefully uh, we see the benefits of that. Mm. Yeah, um, they could still technically be someone can purchase them, so I mean, hopefully that. Yes. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, just run down. It's not all like directly video game related, but I just wanted to say that the, I did post a whole bunch of uh, coverage from Wizards Presents. Um, so the video game sort of adjacent related stuff to this was um, that I'd say that they so I reckon you'll see this on Twitch once it's out that they're like Wizards is going to be putting out for the next version uh, of Dungeons and Dragons and part of D&D Beyond they're actually working on a um, in Unite uh, in Unity they're making like a digital um, system where you can have miniatures and uh, maps and stuff like that so I reckon you'll start seeing a bunch of people using that to stream D&D and stuff and it looks really really good for something that's still being worked on like well, the even just for a case of many players like so many players are online are using Roll20 and other tabletop softwares yeah. and there's plugins that, that join D&D Beyond into those systems now that you know for this short period now that Wizards have had direct control of D&D Beyond again um, you, you think you want D&D Beyond to be your one-stop shop for Dungeons and Dragons to have all that stuff there have it all integrated together have it all working well um, don't make it feel like it needs to be this kind of shoestring put together system where you're kind of joining different systems together yeah. like just make it easy for, for players everywhere to get involved how much of this did you read for this morning since it dropped um, I've read through bits and pieces I watched a couple of videos on it while I was, I was say, did uh, you see some... well I think one of the coolest pieces that come out of this was because uh, now they got the now that they've got beyond they got it so you can purchase uh, a digital physical bundle so you can put you can yes, get a digital which copy is, of your I've always of... been I've always been a big advocate for the, the my biggest reason for not buying physical copies of D&D books anymore is the fact that it doesn't come with a code in the back of the book yeah. for a digital version of the yeah. same thing. So they're like, like hey, for the people my, who yeah. want to collect them for the nice art and stuff, here you go. But yep. like everyone knows 100%. that having an iPad on your table instead of 10 books is a lot more uh, uh, yeah, no, friendly. <laughs> it takes up less space. Um, and then the other things, of course, uh, Magic the Gathering stuff, which will... Not all of this will be coming to an arena. I don't know, and I hope some stuff does. Like, the obviously, the mobile and PC 
um, magic game, but um, they announced a Doctor Who collaboration. I don't think they'll actually come to Arena because a lot of these spin-off ones don't. But the one, the first one that is of all these is there's a lot of li- li- Lord of the Rings Magic the Gathering set coming out. Uh, it will be playable and will com- uh, actually release in Magic the Gathering Arena alongside the physical release, which is cool to see. Uh, I think that's because this is the first time one of these uh, universes beyond, which is like their collaboration sets, is going to be uh, fully draftable, modern legal set. So it's something that they're actually putting a lot of um, effort into. So that'll be good to play uh, for people who don't play the physical game and just want to play the the digital PC version of, of that. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm keen for that. I'll say they, they went over everything coming to like the next year of uh, Magic the Gathering storytelling across all the sets. And to me, it just sounded like they're fucking like setting up a Avengers... Infinity War Endgame scenario at some stage like we've got this set it's called March of the Machine and then they're like and then it'll come next, a couple months later we've got March of the Machine the Aftermath which is like what happens I was like it's like it was Infinity War Endgame alright <laughs> whatever so uh, yeah if you want to read more about stuff from Wizards uh, Presents uh, all that's on the website um, press start Embracer Group just announced another round of acquisitions, including Middle Earth Enterprises, Tripwire Interactive, and Limited Run. So, yeah, wake up the other morning and Embracer's like, we fucking brought everything, bro. <laughs> All your video games are ours. Um, Embracer Group, the Swedish video game holding company that basically owns everything at this point, writes Kieran on Presta, uh, has announced mm-hmm. its intentions to own even more of everything. Last time we heard from the company that holds some of the gaming industry's biggest publishers as subsidiary, subsidiaries like THQ Nordic, PlayOn, Saber Interactive, and Gearbox, it had just acquired all of Square Enix's Western studios, along with the IP such as Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. This time around, Embracer Group has acquired a number of different entities, including studios, publishers, and IP holders, with some being acquired under a newly created Embracer operating group called Free Mode. The newly formed operative group would probably focuses on six different marketing segments that include retro, classic, heritage, gaming and entertainment, games development and production devices, gears and collectible, community and e-commerce, new idea and technology incubation, and production services. Embracer Group's free mode has already acquired studios in Japan, uh, Tatsujin, and Sweden, Bitwave Games, and as of today, reports will now also include Singtrix, Singtrix, a vocal effects tech company. Middle Earth Enterprises, the rights holder to the vast majority of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit IP, and also Limited Run Games, a long-standing publisher of physical and digital video game releases. The Middle Earth Enterprises acquisition is especially interesting as it indicates the group's intentions to expand into other media such as film, as sentiment echoed in the press release saying, quote, other opportunities include exploring additional movie based on the iconic characters such as Gandalf, Aragorn, Golem, Galad, Galadriel, Eowyn, and yeah, fucking struggle. Hey? And other characters from the literary works of J.R.R. Tolkien and continue to provide new opportunities for fans to explore this fictive world through merchandising and other experiences. Um, meanwhile, under the Sabre Interactive arm, Embracer has also acquired two other studios in the form of Tripwire Interactive, who did Man Eater and Killing 4, and Tuxedo Labs, who'd done Teardown. Um, yeah, uh, Ash, when you woke up and saw all this stuff, uh, what are your thoughts? Like, oh, why is everybody making jokes about Embracer? Like, they're being bought by Embracer, they're owned by Embracer. It's like, oh, oh you, okay. saw, you saw the memes before the news. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to chase up the story. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, I mean, surprising, I guess. Well, to a certain degree, because, you know, 
really Embracer hasn't put out much. They've just bought a lot of stuff. Yes, that was my. How they're getting all this money to buy stuff, I don't know. That's it's like, what point are people going to make? Uh, is is Embracer at the same point as Tencent at this point? Is like you know, we're on, we feel uncomfortable without how much stuff they bought. I think the other thing, especially because uh, like a Saudi Arabian like prince or whatever like invested like a bunch of money into Embracer, so you know he's ah, getting to that same kind of <laughs> problematic kind of point in video games so um yeah kind of weird like especially like i guess it's good for like something like limited run games like to have like financial support of like a massive group like embracer um lord of the rings seems like a weird choice uh for that company but you know i guess they've got the money and they decided to spend it but yeah interesting especially when you know they've got that uh rings of power show about to drop in like a week um well lord of the rings has always had like a really weird rights it's setup. all over the place it's, yeah it's always been very strange on um the licensing for lord of the rings is all over the place karen do you have any other thoughts um uh, i don't know overly heaps other than what you told me i woke up today went to work changed a couple of tires got home um and you telling me this story now is the first I've heard of it. So it happened two days ago, but that's fine. I mean, that's, that's you know what? That's what that's what today was, and yesterday and the day before, much the same. Same. So had to change a couple is, tires. Didn't, you know, only had to change those tires today. Didn't have to do it yesterday or the day before. But you know, um, no, it is. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Lord of the Rings or any kind of property like that, I'm always uh, pessimistic about because uh, you know. <laughs> Um, we've had so many, yeah. Just even with the movies, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit are two very different so franchises and very started. different series, and um, and I won't get started on them. But uh, yeah, I just hope uh, you need some very special writers to take the works of Tolkien and improve on them and and branch them outwards without completely fucking something up or ruining something. So um, I, Listen, I hope. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a video game. You know, where we play as like a young Gandalf like learning to become a wizard like maybe at some sort of school in which there's a bunch of wizards um you know ash i will leave this discord call <laughs> you know and you're able to roam around like freely around this place maybe I they have some sort of games like on broomsticks or something you know and then there's like no uh transphobes around that anyway. doesn't sound like Lord of the rings at all um where the wor- <laughs> workshop though has uh announced it's partnering with private division to develop a new Lord of the rings game this story popped about a day before the story we just talked about, so I don't know. So, how does that work? I don't then? know, but let me read Because obviously we've got the Golem game in the works at the moment yeah, I don't as know. well. I how like, fucking... Are they paying works? licensing fees to Embracer so. right now, I, I guess. Uh, Press Start Rides Take-Two Interactive Publishing Label Private Division has announced that it's entered an agreement with New Zealand Visual Effects Powerhouse Weta Workshop to develop a brand new game set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Weta established a game development branch back in 2014, but is obviously best known for its work with both practical and digital VFX in the film industry, including on the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The studio has reportedly secured licensing for the literary works from Middle Earth Enterprises, which means they'll have the broadest creative license to interpret the underlying law of the books. In a blog post on its website, where it says the game is still in early development, but it's expected to launch during Take-Two's 2024 physical year. I mean, having Weta Workshop, at least you know it's going to look good. (laughs) 
hey, here's, here's the people who did the special effects on Lord of the Rings. They're making a Lord of the Rings game. Doesn't um, Peter Jackson have some... I don't think he, he... Yes, he's like... Uh, I don't know what his exact role or like position or if he actually... I'm sure surely he's at least on the fucking board of chair or some shit there, but um, I don't know. He wouldn't be involved in the game, though. No. But you think it's more likely... You know, there was a story about the Amazon series that Peter Jackson reached out to read through their scripts. They said, yeah, yeah, sure, and they never sent him the scripts. There's more hope of them that... Yeah, that's one I read recently about it. So, Mm. um, to say if, you know, they could at least call upon that knowledge and that wealth of knowledge of somebody who's a 50% accuracy, a 50% win rate with trilogies in the Lord of the Rings series, um, it's... uh, Yeah, I think it's got hope. It's got good foundations. Let's actually see the game come out about it. You know, so many of these partnerships and, and uh, development dreams are announced and never come to fruition. So we'll see how how much these these unfold in the coming years. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, firstly, I'll go over. I played a uh, half an hour or so of uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet. Buffet. Um, you can check out gameplay on explosion.com. I uh, put up or youtube.com slash explosion network, wherever. I uh, put up some gameplay of that. Um, it is fun. Um, it's the one that where that trailer dropped and everyone was like, oh, it kind of looks like um, uh, Fall, Guys. Fall Guys, but with Kirby, which it's not really, but it kind of looks like it, I guess. So, how it works is that uh, it's, I think the game's like 22 bucks or something, so it's not like it's not free, it's not super expensive either. Um, how it works is that you, in the main game, which I think they call Grand Prix, weirdly, or something like that, but, uh, so you'll start, and the goal is this, at the end of all the rounds, the Kirby, it's four players, the Kirby who has eaten the most wins is the, like, simplest form. So you do one race, where you're sort of racing along, and you can sort of get power-ups, so like it's Mario Kart or some shit like that, um, to speed yourself up and stuff like that. Uh, and you're trying to like pick up food as you go along, um, which can slow you down or whatever. So the reason you don't want to just stop and eat all the food, because you may think, oh, why don't I just like not race and just eat as much food as I can? It's because if you're the first to the goal at the end of the race, like there's a massive cake that you can eat, which is worth a whole bunch of points. So you want to try and get that first place cake. Uh, just to get a, a huge lead. Um, after that, you do a mini game. The mini games like sort of randomized, and they usually take like say a minute. I, th- I think like all up the game, playing a whole thing in this probably takes about ten minutes, maybe a bit less. But um, so then you do another one of these sort of races. The race is up a mountain more or less. Um, a little bit of platforming involved, I guess. Uh, and then after that, you then go into like a uh, battle royale um, section where you're on this like small area all the kirby's are and uh fruit strawberries are dropping from the sky and you're trying to get them all to get the points and then like power-ups are dropping and you can like activate them to kick other people off the platform and then if you kick another player off it'll come up like it's smash and be like so so you destroyed you or whatever it says um and you lose like 30 strawberries or whatever every time that happens so um you can like definitely come back from fourth place to 
to first, which is, you know, typical Nintendo, I feel, competitive design where it's like, no matter where you are in the match, (laughs) you've always always got a chance. Like, like, the last match I did before I turned it off the other day, I was way ahead. And I knew I was way ahead because my Kirby was fat. Like, you... (laughs) (laughs) My Kirby was thick. My Kirby was thick, son. Uh, But it it was, like... And that's the thing, like, you can tell, like, between rounds, like, how big your Kirby is, the more you've ate. And I was, like, fucking way ahead. But then I I think all the other players just ganged up on me in that last section. (laughs) And they just, like, hit me off the platform so many times and I ended up coming in second. So, um, got destroyed. Um, Yeah, it's it's simple fun. It's definitely not going to hold your attention for hours and hours and hours as much as like some of these other games but obviously it's not designed to it's not like a live service game or anything like that it's very much a um, fits into that party game uh, lineage that Kirby has with a lot of the the Kirby games um, except for like designed primarily around multiplayer you can play at couch co-op or whatever you can play online with just friends like a password or whatever and you can play versus AI if you want there are um, unlocks so like Kirby costumes um Kirby like color changes accessories like stuff like that to, to unlock and whatever else but yeah um for the price I think it's acceptable um bit of fun you could definitely have a bit of fun with it I was having fun um but yeah it's not going to hold your attention for I'd say more than probably 10 hours something like that so um i reckon if it was free a lot more people would jump into it but then you get into the whole like okay well if it's free where are they making the money like what's the then you gotta put some microtransactions in it sometimes yeah. i'm like if a game's gonna toss 20 bucks like like it's just it's only 20 bucks like you know, you know. but you know 20 bucks is a lot to like the target demographic yeah i know but young kids you, know. you compare that to like Okay, so if they're not going to charge Man, twenty bucks, just crack this, and they're going to make it free, just crack this into the free-to-play market. What know? are we? Just what are we doing? Yeah. What are the loot boxes? Like, what's the? Just dump it into the free-to-play market. What? Give Kirby skins. Wasn't there that Kirby Fighter one? Like, yeah, I don't know. Was a that year free? or two so ago that was like free? Was it? Yeah. What was the what was the micro transactions in that? I don't know. It's just Nintendo. Like, we want people playing games on the, the Nintendo Switch, so we're just going to put out games. Yeah. Well, this is coming off the biggest year of the Kirby, so I understand probably why they're charging for it because they know people are true. into Kirby. Apparently, thirtieth anniversary yeah. this week. Oh, really? This week? Mm. Really? Okay. No fanfare. No. Nintendo only gives a fuck when it's thirty-five years. It's <laughs> a stupid number. Thirty-five <laughs> we'll is back real... here, are we? Thirty-five is a better number than 30. never gonna never gonna let it go. Never gonna live. Thirty is oh. just another never age now. Thirty-five is where it's at. Ash. Uh, yes. You finished Cold Lamb. I did finish Cold Lamb. How'd that go? It's a great game. Mm. Uh, of course, you talked about it briefly last week. Yeah. Uh, in which you uh, lead a cult uh, and also have like a roguelike uh, battle encounters. You have to take kill a bunch of gods, uh, prophets, bishops. I don't know exactly. Yeah, that's It's a lot of fun. It very much evokes uh, Binding of Isaac, which is a game that I put a lot of hours into. Uh, even to the extent where there's like rooms that you can go into and like donate health or donate coins, you get stuff in return and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, really fun. Really feels really good to play. Um, you know, there's always I'm always going to have a preference about which weapons I prefer. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the hammer, uh, even though it's like the most powerful one. It's just very slow. Um, and then you've got like a wide variety of different curses and that kind of stuff. So each run feels very different. Um, yeah, and then you've got this. Uh, management element where you've got to try and keep all these followers happy uh fed build up uh more followers so you can open up different sections of the world 
uh, and, you know, get more powers, like, get more devotion. There's, like, a ton of skill trees and different things in this. Um, my major gripe with the game is it is very buggy, at least oh on console. Oh, my God, the bugs on PC are they're bad as well yeah they're really um, frustrating yeah. if you have not started yet here's my tip so there's uh pretty much like if it's through the tutorial phase you fight through till you beat the first god and you get the i think it's called the witness eye or whatever so you can get one upgrade yeah do the upgrade get the upgrade bang. where you can escape where you can escape you can focus you and to. escape yeah because yeah. there are several occasions where i'm mid-run i go to exit the room and it does not load into the next one. I've, I've had two really frustrating ones, and the last one, the second one, actually, I haven't gone back to it since because it was really fucking frustrating me. Um, one was that you get tarot cards throughout the dungeons. Yes. I had the tarot card pop-up stuck on my screen. Yeah. And no matter what I could do, I tried playing a couple of rooms with it stuck. I was like, I can't. <laughs> and yeah, I had Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so I was like trying to play it with the fucking stuck behind this thing, not being able to see my character. Didn't work that well. So I've, no, I've the had one, the one I've had mm-hmm. happen twice where I've had to quit. Um, is yeah. So I've I've gone to walk through the door to the next room and it's just stuck on a black screen. Um, I can still hear the lamb walking around and everything. The solution yeah. I found, and I haven't had it happen since, and maybe I'll be wrong, but I no longer. I'm just in a habit because whenever I play these games, I'm just on a constant mode of like, like I'm apparently speed running everything. You know, like you're just rolling, rolling, rolling. Mm-hmm. So I think I stopped rolling into the exits and <laughs> this is stopped I had the, a room yeah this is I had a challenge that was like I had a challenge that was like the next room don't roll and if you don't roll you'll get a bunch of gold I was like I can't do that I have to no, roll no have to roll, roll. rolling roll. feels so good I do have that thinking one, like I just my, the one I've I've had the one where there's one last uh, like ghost enemy that's invisible that you just can't hit oh really that's weird yep. I've had one where um, and it's happened about three or four times to me the last time I stopped playing the game and I haven't gone back since for the last couple of days. Where sometimes in boss fights, bosses uh, will disappear for a phase that... So, like, mobs will come and attack, you clear the mobs, the boss comes back. I've had it now happen three, four times where the boss never comes back. <laughs> the boss is just gone. He's like, he's, he's, fuck yeah. this shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sucker. he's just like, I'm done. See you later. Yeah, I'm not gonna coming back. Right. Gonna go like, heal up. <laughs> and you're just stuck in the room and there's no way to get out no way to other than like bailing and losing all the fucking effort so if you've done like you know if you've gone like three tiers into one of the dungeons it's like oh well I've just lost like a fucking 30 minutes of work and fuck my life but no it's so fun that I'm willing to like pl- I've played through 100%. all those bugs <laughs> and that all those issues uh, the only thing is there's this uh, these snails that you're supposed to be able to find uh, in the world and able to kill them and get uh, shells that you need to get the platinum trophy. Oh, I haven't seen a and single they don't one spawn. of these. What the fuck? They don't spawn. Oh, oh they don't it's spawn a bug. They all. don't oh, spawn. Oh, it's a bug. <laughs> so it's... yeah, nobody has gotten the platinum trophy yet in Call of the Lamb. This mother- I will say, I had I love the base building in the cultists section of it. It's there so was, fun. Like one dude that was like, hey man, to increase my um, product, to increase my faith, I need you to make me food made of shit. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll do that. He eats it, immediately gets sick and can't do work. I'm like, just got scammed. I just got absolutely (laughs) scammed into giving this guy time off work. The fuck? I think he was legit sick, though. (laughs) 
He was legit he sick be. from the the, the, the shit, poo, but even, yeah. he yeah. he was asking for it, and like he knew it was gonna make him. <laughs> I sick. mean, it's really interesting because yeah, there's multiple ways you can play this game. Like you can like you can be a jerk. You can be a jerk. You can like be very nice to all your followers, I guess, um, or like you can make them work super hard. Uh, you can like do some pretty messed up stuff, like uh, I'll, you know make uh, you know make more cannibals, pretty much. Apparently. I don't know if you guys said it to, to being able to cannibalize uh, followers, but like apparently, it. if you do set it and then somebody dies in your village, they like all just start devouring them. Well, instead I of like, already... instead of what they currently do, at least in my game, one of throw my... up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> one of my decrees was that everybody got happy when another cultist died. Really? Or was sacrificed? <laughs> like my faith would increase. Yeah. If they died or I sacrificed somebody. Um, I was a bit annoyed when the follower I'd put the most effort into and the most leveling all of a sudden became a fucking heretic. And I'm like, it starts mm. like talking mm. down like, you motherfucker. Pulls out his megaphone. megaphone. Yeah. I'm mostly like, like instantly five or six prison. days you need to put into. No, next thing I'm building. Well, yeah, is a I haven't built one yet. I'm fucking building one next. I swear to God. Yeah, it's a prison because you just sit them there and you still have to go to them and ed- re educate them. Yeah, all but at least they're away from everyone else. You have to it stops shit. them fucking other people. And you know what? I get it. Your animals shit in one place, and don't <laughs> shit where you eat. Yeah, and don't puke randomly. I, hate, I go just... run for a dungeon. I come back. Everyone's thrown up everywhere, shit everywhere, and they just keep walking into it, being like, "Oh, how this get here?" I'm it. like, "It's probably you yours." Need to make an outhouse. Yeah. I know, I know. I get it. There's an outhouse and stuff, but at the same yeah. time, fucking, I don't want to spend half the time. I come back to my cult, fucking sweeping up, fucking just getting all the shit. Like, no. Uh, you don't know that shit comes in handy later so you know <laughs> I um the funniest clip I've seen and I I totally understood it was I saw Jackie Butler post this clip when she was streaming um, like uh, Alfredo's partner um, from mm-hmm. Achievement Hunter like post this clip mm-hmm. she was streaming on Twitch um, where she wasn't paying any attention to the food she was creating and she just like quickly crafted six or seven versions of the one that's like uh, like really low chance of dropping like a three star item or like a seventy percent chance it just kills your follower. And it's like these pe- <laughs> these people just all go over, start eating the food one by one. Like six seven people just start dropping down. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to watch something funny, which I totally felt because the first time I I crafted one of those, I didn't read it properly, and I crafted a bunch of other stuff, but I crafted one of those, and then I had one of my followers just dropped dead. I was like. What the fuck? The like, <laughs> and uh, I went and looked in the the food, and I was like, "Oh, seventy percent chance they'll die, right? That's a high percent." <laughs> like, yeah, maybe yeah. don't craft that anymore. So, yeah, but that clip's quite funny. So, but yeah, super fun. A lot of the combat, super great. Like, very, you know, not super hard, but like challenging enough. Yeah, the the, like, uh, the point. Very satisfying. I haven't played. A also, bunch. one of the trophies is beating like the boss, the the mini bosses without getting hit. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't find okay. that out till I accidentally did it. Can you <laughs> like replay the one. Yes, you can. So you once can. you go back in, you destroy their statue. You can. You, you can see like their stat their statues and like one of the weapon. Yeah, rooms so what you when you start tr- retrigger, you destroy their statue and it, there's a portal okay, underneath. Right. Yep. Yeah, there's um because yeah you um I've just been grinding the first one. I haven't moved on to the second one yet. Like I just keep, mm. which I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I, I know. don't think it is. Um, I, I think I you know, as long as you've been building up your village, it's just going to be easier to do the stuff yeah. further along. I yeah. as far the, where I'm up to, I can play like as much as I'd like because I've had other things to play. Um, but the um, I died on the second boss. My first attempt was the last thing I did. Um, I nearly got him, and then 
killed me. So, but that's where I'm as far as game wise. I am. I have an outhouse mm. built. I have like a big farm, and I've got about fucking a million house like tents and things. I kind of wish you could. I the only thing annoys me about that is they take up so much room. Like the fact that you have to build like one. Well, I guess person. eventually you build like a building that does Do you it though? for everybody, right? Do you? For building what? Like for, for where like they sleep? a place for them to sleep. I just it kind of annoys me that it's singular. So it's all individuals. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of each person gets a tent. It, it takes so. up so much room to build one tent. For... Well, just put it, you know, far away from where you want it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, spread out is my advice. Yeah. I have. Don't like, like got, put everything I've in got the same the farm, place. Like on the, the very left side, and like the cooking on the very left side, and then I've got like all their sleeping areas on the very right, and yeah. So I've got it split out, but still, I'm like take up so much space, but that's right. Um, I built a few uh, random, uh, what do you call it, uh, like uh, display items and stuff that you unlock, which is fun. So, pretty much anytime yep. there's a there's an option between, do you want gold, wood, or this random thing? Random thing. I just take the random thing, which is probably to my detriment because I'm con- constantly never have resources I need when I could definitely have enough yeah. if I pick them. But I'm like. But the thing is probably more rare. But it's a question mark. Yeah, and I feel like it's, it's rarer. I can always get more wood over a long period of time, but these are... Yeah, so... Um, well, that's cool. Uh, we're all enjoying that. Something else... Also, million yeah. sales announced this week. Yes, yeah, so, so, um, in one week. They were on the project as well. I retweeted that before I saw it. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, this year's big Aussie success Yeah, Aussie so Australia far. just continues to have smashed it out with the indies. It's fucking insane, so... Um, it's a pity we don't have a little bit more investment. But um, the, uh, uh, something else you've been playing that you haven't got a chance to talk about because uh, uh, your review for it dropped the week I did the solo show, but Two Point Campus. Yes. So you want to talk a little Two bit Point about Campus. So this is the latest game from Two Point Studios uh, who made Two Point Hospital, uh, which is the spiritual successor to Theme Hospital. Uh, this time, you're t- like trying to run uh, universities instead of a hospital, you know? Um, each, like, you just play through several, like, years of courses, uh, like, managing the different teachers, managing the different courses you run, uh, each university, very much like Theme Hospital, it is multiple different levels or schools that you need to run, uh, there's, like, a three point, three, three star rating, like, if you achieve a bunch of tasks and that kind of stuff. I think it's two points, but... No, it's it's three, okay. <laughs> three stars. Okay, three point hospital, uh, three point campus, whatever. I don't know that. That's just how it is. Uh, there's there's five points on the stars, so I yeah. There's no. I don't know why it's two point. Don't know. No. Uh, yeah, really enjoyable. I don't think it's uh as obviously funny as uh two point hospital was when I first started playing that. Like, if you start going into two point hospital, and the first thing you see is guys walking around with light bulbs for heads and you're like this is they're lightheaded very funny <laughs> very funny sickness uh the first course you do in uh two point campus is uh it okay very very hilarious but there's like little jokes run throughout the entire game like a lot of different references in like the uh different uh course names and like even the different all the students are like procedurally generated they're all got the unique traits some are like real some are like really goth kids like there's like a bunch of vampire people there's like a bunch of really weird stuff and then a lot of the different campuses have their own personalities one campus you are training knights to 
like old school knights so they've got to go to classes where they're practicing swordsmanship or practicing jousting uh and then they come down with like rust issues when it rains and that kind of stuff uh <laughs> that kind of thing uh there's also a, a a magical school that is definitely not in any way related to a uh one that centers around a boy with a lightning shaped scar on his head uh in which like there's a former student who's constantly attacks the school uh and causes uh, a lot of students to like have pumpkins for heads and that kind of stuff you have to like treat them all and that kind of stuff uh yeah so you've got to you get money for how many students you have how well they're doing in the courses and how much they're enjoying being at the school uh but then some of the different universities have different financial ways of making money and that kind of stuff so i really enjoyed it i think if you're a fan of these kind of games it's like it's definitely a nice twist on two point hospital which was has been like very successful and like i it seems to like constantly be having new content uh even if it is paid dlc um like you see them giving away rewards on twitch twitch prime all the time that kind of stuff always new stuff to unlock um yeah i had a great time uh hopefully i'll go back and get like get more of the three stars uh my advice would be don't try and three star everything on the way through (laughs) Because as you, get, as you go along with each university, you unlock different things that will help you, like a training machine <laughs> that will help train up your staff and that kind of stuff. Uh, so that would have, like save several hours of me trying to play like three-star that first level and that kind of thing. So yeah, I found it really enjoyable, lots of fun, different unique levels and that kind of stuff. And yeah, good time, like fun, passive kind of game. You kind of... You can kind of like set it and like kind of watch as the students run around, uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, lots of good like UI things that like are super helpful. Uh, like qu- quickly being able to set like preset rooms and like you know so you can just quickly dump like a, a lecture theater, you know, which you pretty much have the exact same shape every time, that kind of stuff. So uh, I did play with it briefly with a controller. Mm. That lasted for all of like ten minutes. Yeah, I can't. Im- I, I know like, this no, is on I like could, PlayStation. I could Xbox not do it. Everything, but I can't imagine playing this sort of game. No, just just getting to all the menus. There is a lot of menus, and it's like getting to them is like I have to push this button and then move across three times and then push another button. No, mm. even though that's the that's what you do in every single video game. That's not what I want to yeah, do yeah. in like a menu based <laughs> a menu based game. No, this sort of game is definitely a PC. I mean, if you've only got console, I guess. Preference. That's, if, that's, yeah, if you only have console, play it on console. Uh, but yeah, yeah, if you have a PC choice, would be the yeah. preference. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, before we wrap up, Marvel Snap. I'm going to make sure to mention it. There you Woo! go. Um, and uh, let us. <laughs> I'll do it for this week. <laughs> that was it. That was all the. That was the only reference. Um, I'm up to rank 72 this season. Shout outs to me. Uh, keep, keep on, wow. Keep on, keep on keeping on. That's um, impressive. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. Um, Let's know any comments, questions, or concerns you have for this week. Share it by tweeting at us or joining at Discord. ExplosionNumber.com slash Discord. Uh, ExplosionNumber.com slash Twitter. Shout out to Jamie Penning who messaged me the other day and was like, hey, you should really play Octopath. Uh, what's my color? I reckon you'll like it. And I said, that sounds great. I look forward to playing it when great. I can get when off Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap yep. goes down. <laughs> yep. I was like, all my time is kept, mobile game time is 100% currently uh, committed to uh, Marvel Snap. I'm so sorry. But I have downloaded it, so uh, maybe I'll get there eventually. Um, if you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar, 
head on over to our uh, Kofi page, explosionnetwork.com slash support, and buy us a coffee over there. It'll be a great way to support the show and the website. And uh, till next week, have a great time. Have a great time. Have a fantastic week. Uh, Arco Couch next week. Arco Couch, presenting questions. Don't want to miss either. I'm sure they'll be fantastic. Is there like a big conference next week? Uh, yeah, let's just say yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm not even going to look. Yes, Is there it is. Gamescom next week? Tomorrow? Yeah. Actually, yes. Is it opening night live? Yes, it is actually, I think. Hold on. Let's do it live. It's like 23rd, right? Uh, it's like kind of crept up. Yes. Yeah. Is it that? And they just announced a Ubisoft thing this week, right? That's on September. They announced something September, else. Though. Yeah, that's early September. There's something else they announced as well. Yeah, sorry. Get hyped, everyone. Shit's Everything's happening. Everything's coming. Boop, 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 boop. Bye-bye, bye-bye.